Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn earrings today. Buckle up, Sarah. Michaela's got, like, the best earrings. Sarah, buckle up. I wish my name was Michaela. We're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah, seatbelt. I wonder if there's pizza at school today. It can be tough getting through to kids, but it's your job to make sure they're wearing your seatbelts. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Welcome to the second ever edition of the Carolina Gridiron Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Jones. We're coming here from carolinagridiron.com, bringing you news about football in the state of North Carolina. At the high school level, at the college level, we're just loving football here in the state of North Carolina. And we're joined this week by Brian Barnes. Brian, how you doing this evening? Doing great. How you doing, Justin? Doing all right. It's good to have you on the podcast. Uh, big news breaking uh, today as we're recording this podcast uh, we found out that the Charlotte 49ers have let go of Brad Lambert, the only coach uh, that the program has ever had in its existence. Uh, Brian, is this really a shocker to you? Uh, it, it it is kind of to me because they've been sticking around with them uh, from the from the get go. This is actually their first coach, um, and after that one eleven season, and you, you saw some improvement with the team this year, but. Uh, the three-game losing streak, uh, they got knocked out of bowl eligibility. It probably is time. Yeah, I agree with you, Brian. I had a chance to uh, actually watch them uh, this weekend against FIU, and they, they went toe-to-toe with FIU, who's one of the top teams in Conference USA and most likely will be playing in the Conference USA championship game. Uh, but they just weren't able to finish it, uh, uh, and that's been kind of the tune. Uh, in some of these past few seasons with Lambert. They had put on some new assistance this season, offensively and defensively. I've been really impressed by the, the defense. Uh, but even that defense has, has fallen apart a bit over these last few games. And it's definitely going to be a, a job filled with challenges, whoever's coming in to replace Brad Lambert uh, as head coach of the Charlotte 49ers. Uh, I know one of the criticisms that many Charlotte fans uh, have kind of let out on social media and sometimes through some other means has been what they see as the lack of recruiting the Charlotte area. Uh, Brian, do you really see recruiting as being a top challenge for this next coach of the Charlotte 49ers? Uh, Definitely. When you're a university that's surrounded by the top programs in the state that are in the Charlotte area, high school-wise, and with the top recruits that are coming out of Charlotte going to other Division One schools, you have got to start recruiting these schools better and try to convince some of these top recruits to head to Charlotte. Um, that's the only way you're going to turn around the program is really to get some some of the bigger recruits and build a program around them, and then the wins should follow. I agree with you. I know uh, many people that I've spoken with have mentioned that you know this is a good job. Conference USA, you can win in this conference. You've got brand new facilities. Uh, it, it's attractive as far as local talent. I know one of the questions we had at the beginning of the year was, you know, just how talented are some of these schools in the Charlotte area, like a Huff that's got just a, a bounty of Division I talent, uh, Mellor Creek, Butler. I know Charlotte's had some success recruiting uh, some of the local metro area. They've got 10 players listed in the program as being from the city of Charlotte. 
Uh, that doesn't even include, you know, Matthews, where Benny LeMay is from, uh, and he was an absolute stud this past weekend. But I'll tell you, I'm just looking ahead at next year's uh, schedule, just the non-conference schedule. You know, Charlotte's gonna, they're going to open with Gardner-Webb, so that's an FCS uh, opponent right there. But then they got to travel to App State. All right, then they got to play UMass. And then, you know what? Then they're at Clemson. So whoever's coming in right here is definitely going to have their hands full when it comes to, you know, how to try to approach uh, this situation, recruit the local talent, make sure you have a good scheme that works well in Conference USA. But speaking of App State, staying in some of our uh, North Carolina college football news, App has a big game this upcoming weekend. Brian, I know you and I are both going to be there. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about this matchup with Troy? That is for the Sun Belt Championship. The winner of this game is going to host the first Sun Belt Championship. That is, this is for all the marbles right here. This is to have the chance to play for the championship. That's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, and really, uh, because of the way the Sun Belt standings are going, these are the two top teams in the Sun Belt Conference that both happen to be in the Eastern Division. Uh, there's a chance for like a three way tie almost out west with Arkansas State. Um, Louisiana, Monroe, uh, so in maybe Lafayette. So this is going to be a pretty, uh, pretty good matchup here. Uh, I know that App is uh, happy to have Darrington Evans, who's been able to step in a bit uh, with Jalen Moore, uh, who got hurt earlier this season, and uh, so he's going to be a, a nice touch for them on the offensive side of the ball. And they've got Clifton Duck on the defensive side of the ball. Him and Tay Hayes uh, really is a secondary that has been able to been fairly successful at shutting down the passing games of Sunbelt opponents. Uh, and so that's a pretty big game here for the Mountaineers this weekend. We've got two big uh, FBS matchups in the ACC. And Brian, which of these two ACC matchups are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the uh, Wake Forest at Duke game. Um... You know, Duke is already already bowl eligible, and Wake Forest with the win here will become bowl eligible. So that's the one that I think has the most riding on it. Yeah, I agree with you. It'd be neat to see three out of the four ACC teams get bowl eligible. App State's already bowl eligible uh, from the Sun Belt. Charlotte was just eliminated from bowl contention. ECU's been eliminated from bowl contention out of the American as well. That's not, but I really think the biggest college game. Uh, might be that Division Two playoff game with Lenore Ryan and Winget. Uh, Brian, did you see these two teams making it uh, to the second round of the uh, D2 playoffs? Yeah, now I, I saw Lenore Ryan making it this far. Now, Winget, they pulled off the upset win over West Georgia. So, you know, that they both teams had the potential to get here. I just definitely saw Lenore Ryan getting there. But, hey, we got this huge matchup now with both teams. They're playing at Lenore Ryan. They're the higher seed. And you know, these are two conference foes. They are very familiar with each other. They played earlier this year, and Lenore Ryan had the win just by a touchdown. Um, it was a close game throughout the in, uh, the entire game, and Wingett actually made a run at the end but just couldn't pull it off. So this is going to be a huge matchup for these playoffs. Yeah, I agree, and I, and I love the fact that this guarantees one of the North Carolina Division II teams a chance to make it to the third round. Uh, I hate that one of these two great D2 teams out of the sack is going to have to be eliminated uh, at this point in time. And speaking of playoffs, it is high school football playoff season uh, here in the state of North Carolina. I know looking back at the first week of the playoffs, if you go back and listen to last week's podcast, we kind of broke down some of the big matchups, and plenty of those big matchups lived up to the billing. I, I know personally I had a chance to go over and watch 
uh, Sun Valley and Cox Mill. I had a chance to see Sam Howell set the NCHSAA record uh, for offensive yards. Uh, he was able to do that on a 71-yard touchdown pass. Uh, what a great way to break a record. His dad was super happy, and that was just a neat thing to be a part of. Uh, some other big storylines that came out of the first week. Not too many upsets, but two big-time upsets uh, when we were talking about as far as how the seeding goes. Um, the biggest one, in my opinion, was East Lincoln going on the road as a 16 seed to number one Pisgah. Uh, Pisgah, as we talked about last week on the podcast, had only suffered a loss to a pretty strong team from Tennessee. And they had you know, East Lincoln on the ropes a, a bit, it seemed like. Had a fourth down, uh, kind of in their own territory. Wanted to go for the first down conversion to try to put the game uh, on ice. Weren't, was not able to convert this first down. East Lincoln gets the ball back, goes down, scores a late touchdown, and they're able to get that win. And so that sets up a pretty cool matchup with them in North Lincoln this week. The other big seeding upset was Goldsboro as a number 15 seed, and they were able to move on to the second round. But second round matchups are great all across the board. Brian, I know you've had a chance to look at these matchups. Uh, which ones kind of stand out for you? Well, I have a, a couple that kind of stand out to me. Uh, the first one is out east in the 3AA, and it's the Dudley at New Hanover game. These are two great schools with, with the great tradition. New Hanover is defending champs. And, of course, Dudley, we all know about them. They're, they're a powerhouse in the uh, triad area. And they got to make the trip down to New Hanover. Um, that, that's going to be a uh, – I think that's going to be a doozy. Dudley upset uh, – number 14 Dudley upset the number three uh, seeded uh, and undefeated Lee County mm -hmm. to get to where they're at. So we do know that they have the uh, – the power to to defeat anybody right now in the state and the other one that kind of caught my eye um it's the south point at high brighton game um mm -hmm. south point's coming off that big win at uh, mount pleasant and high brighton just demolished whoever they were playing um it, this is a rematch of, I think, a regional last year. Is that correct? Yeah, th these two teams uh, have been kind of battling it out. They both moved down from 3A down to 2A due to enrollment changes. And, and so, you know, we were expecting some some knockdown dragout fights between these two. So I'm, I'm also looking forward to this, this matchup. Yeah, the, it, I think that's going to be one of the marquee matchups of the, uh, especially in the 2AA this week. I, I agree. Just getting a chance to look through some of the matchups here. Um, in, in the 1A, because of some of the ways that, you know, only, you know, fewer teams made it, but some of the lower records because there's just not as many teams playing football, you don't have as many of the marquee matchups. I know the one I've kind of circled is in the 1AA East where North Stanley is traveling to Granville Central. Um, I've had a chance to see North Stanley earlier this season. Uh, they impressed me a bunch. Uh, on You know, in the 2A, uh, I know down in your part of the state where you're at, um, that Southwest Onslow South Columbus game. Uh, what kind of chatter do you think you're going to be hearing from folks uh, for the Southwest Onslow South Columbus game? Oh, there's there's going to be a lot of talk down down here about that game. Um, everyone in South Columbus they know who Southwest Onslow is. Everyone in the eastern part of the state knows who South Onslow is. Um, Southwest Onslow, sorry. Um, they have been down for a few years, but they have come roaring back this year. Um, and South uh, Columbus, they are, they're going to be ready for them. Uh, South Columbus has a high-powered offense, a great running game, and uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch these two heavyweights go at it. 
Yeah, I agree. If you're, if you're kind of flip-flop to like the exact opposite corner of the state, you've got 11-1 Parkland going to take on 12-0 Watauga, which is a matchup of, of two teams that I think, even though Watauga's sitting there at a number one seed, they were undefeated, uh, I still feel like maybe they're not getting some of their due uh, when it comes to um, just general high school football fan talk. Uh, in the Charlotte area, in the 4AA uh, we've got a very interesting conference rematch where Myers Park is taking on Butler. Myers Park only suffered one loss of the year. It was to Butler, and, and it was a pretty you know tight game right there. Um, but just listen to these matchups here, Brian. We got Mallory Creek versus Huff. We've got Butler versus Myers Park. We've also got Vance, and then we've got Richmond and Reagan. So tell me how loaded you think just what's left of that four AA West is there, Brian. No, it's it is going to be the winner out of the West is going to be battle tested. So it, it, those teams, there's some huge matchups there in the West, and it, it's going to be fun to watch these teams in the next couple of weeks go at each other. I, I totally agree. I know last week on the podcast we were talking about how in the 4A ranks it seemed like the Eastern brackets was more stronger from top to bottom, whereas the 4AA it seemed like it's more of the uh, the Western teams. And it's neat to see these matchups all the way across the board, looking at the single A, looking at the double A. Uh, the second round of the playoffs, um, I know because of weather, uh, the, the playoffs got pushed back for a week, but there's still something special about getting a chance to practice on Thanksgiving and having a chance to play after Thanksgiving. Yes, and it, it, it is a special time, and a lot more teams this year because of the weather being the hurricane pushing back the season get to experience this the fun time that and and it, it is very special to practice on thanksgiving and, and play right after it just it, it there's something in the air after thanksgiving because you know it's coming down to the nitty-gritty and and you, you are one of the special few that have the the privilege of having that opportunity i agree with you um and this, it's, you know, the air gets a little bit crisper. Um, I know I went looking for some hot chocolate this past Friday night, uh, and it, it, was, it was delicious. It was expensive, but it was totally delicious. Thank you folks over at Cox Mill uh, for selling me a little bit of hot chocolate on a cool night. I can't wait to see where uh, we end up uh, this Friday, maybe one matchup, maybe two matchups, because uh, I was able to leave uh, Cox Mill Sun Valley, got a chance to see Robinson Tuscola, watch a goal line stand, uh, win that game for Tuscola. You know, there's something special about playoff uh, football, you know, in, in in the fall. And those are just some of the matchups that are getting the headlines. Uh, as we know, there, there's a lot of great matchups uh, that are going on in the state. So maybe we can talk about sleeper matchups. Maybe the games that aren't getting as many headlines, but we still think might be some close games. Uh, I know for me personally, I'm looking at that 2AA West, and it might seem weird to think about two 11-1 teams as being a sleeper matchup as West Stokes is taking on Bandies. But when you're sitting in a bracket that's got Shelby and Highbrighton and South Point and East Lincoln who just you know knocked off a number one seed, uh, no, nobody's really talking about Bandies and West Stokes. Both of these teams uh, have the ability to make a run for a state title, but they're kind of being, uh, you know, just not talked about as much because of who else is in this bracket. That's the matchup for me, at least looking at like the 1A and the 2A, that I think maybe as many people aren't talking about, but could end up being the best game. Now, how about for you, Brian, uh, maybe from the 3A and 4A ranks, do you have any, what you would call a sleeper matchup uh, in the 3A and the 4A? 
Yeah, uh, probably one game that I think has potential to be to be an upset, a sleeper, however you want to put it. Um, I'm looking at the uh, Gardner-Hoggard game in the uh, 4AA East. Um, Gardner, of course, you know, they're a proud program with a winning tradition year in and year out. And they've been a little beat up this year. Uh, they, they're sporting a 7-5 and five record, but they're going down to Hoggard, 9-1. and one. Tough team that they have been taking care of business all year down here in the Wilmington area. And, it, you know, this is a tough second-round matchup. Anytime you have Gardner coming to your house, you know it's going to be a battle. So hopefully Hoggard's prepared for them. Um, if not, Gardner can take care of business, and uh, and they'll be moving on to the third round. Yeah, and you know, some strong teams down there in the, in the Wilmington area. I'll agree with you on that. Um, I know for me, just getting a chance to look through, uh, I, I want to give a shout-out here to um, Union County. You know, they've had Weddington move on. They had Sun Valley move on. Sun Valley was an upset over Coxville. They had Monroe uh, go up to Freedom and, and get a win. So I'm, I'm giving a shout-out to, to Union County for what they were able to do. Brian, do you have a shout-out that you'd like to give for a county out there? Yeah, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Stanley County. Uh, they, they, they've had South Stanley, West Stanley, North Stanley all move on. Um, the, the, that's a strong county. Three teams is such a small county. Um, to have three teams like that move on to the next round. So shout out to them. Yeah, three out of the four teams. Um, I, I will say, I'm pretty sure South Stanley probably has the roughest matchup in the next round. They got to travel to Tarboro, um, who, I mean, yeah, they're in the one double A bracket, but Tarboro can play with any team uh, in the state of North Carolina. Uh, definitely all kinds of big matchups across the board here in uh, the high school playoffs. Uh, Brian, it was so much fun uh, doing the podcast with you this week. Give the listeners out there your uh, your Twitter um, handle so that they could follow you. Yes, my Twitter handle is at NC Gridiron News. At NC Gridiron News, you can follow me, Justin Jones, at NC Gridiron. As always, make sure that you are checking in with Championship Central on CarolinaGridiron.com. Look for updates, live scoreboards. Uh, thoughts, insight, analysis on all of these big matchups across the state. Uh, we thank you for joining us tonight here on the Carolina Gridiron Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Always check out carolinagridiron.com. This is Justin Jones signing off with the Carolina Gridiron Podcast. car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council.